The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program. Now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the broadcast. How in the world are you? Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Thank you. Uh, you know, I'm still uh, still sorry. I believe uh, this has not been reported yet. I personally believe, and this will be reported soon, that a solar flare from the sun has shot out and landed in North Texas. So it is the surface of the sun, and it also has given plague juices in the air. Uh, I want to thank everyone who has uh, you know, sent best wishes and thoughts and prayers to myself and my wife. Mostly my wife. She probably tell me something. Uh, but uh, we have. She is. Uh, she is on the mend. Barely. She was hurting big time this weekend. My plague. I was. I kept waiting for it to get better, and it, it's slowly getting better. We last week. Last week I was here, and I thought, man, I don't. I don't know. I just don't feel good. Oof. Summer plague. So anyway, thank you. Everyone's on the mend. We won't be on the mend anymore because they're just starting to. Uh, Remodel again the Blaze Radio studio that I'm broadcasting from in Dallas, Texas at the Mercury Studios. Putting in cameras because apparently someone had the bright idea that they wanted to watch the Doc Thompson radio show. (laughs) Whatever. And uh, they have put in new carpeting and they've painted and the glue and the paint is tremendous in here. I mean, there's nothing like a small room full of fresh glue and paint. And as a matter of fact, I'm starting to feel a lot better right now. So there might be something in the air. It's not real. Sure about that. So there are plenty of warnings going on. I want to start. Uh, I want to. I want to get some warnings out of the way so that for your safety uh, this weekend. If you're in Houston. Uh, there's a, a a monkey, a crazy monkey running around. Be careful. It's already wounded a 16-year-old girl uh, who is now under medication and under a doctor's care. And uh, people have been, uh, there's been sightings, been sightings of the elusive monkey. Uh, it's been uh, sitting on top of parked cars in neighborhoods, jumping up and down, screeching, and uh, does not look happy. So... I would say uh, there have been reports. People said, I wish it would cross my path. I'd take it. Would you? That monkey would kick your butt. So the Planet of the Apes have arrived uh, in Houston. Be careful if you're out uh, out and about. Every so often, monkeys escape. I mean, and you get reports, and they're dangerous little things. They're mean little things. Mean little. And so just be careful. Approach with caution. My warning on monkeys in Houston and other areas around the country. The U.S. government on Friday, oh my gosh, that would be yesterday, 
said that it will bar Americans, and this is kind of sad news if you were if you're headed to the airport, I mean you might as well turn around uh, from traveling to North Korea. No Americans are going to be traveling to North Korea due to the risk of long-term detention. I mean, there's a risk here in this United States of America of long-term detention for some people. I'm not saying who, but uh, specifically here in uh, in uh, North Korea. So be careful. There's uh, you can't travel there. You can't. You're not going to be able to. Uh, you're not going to be able to sell your timeshare. It's over. All right. The whole North Korea thing. Take a break. Turn around. Try to get your money back. Try to go somewhere else. But don't try to go to Mexico. Holy cow. This is in the warning stack as well. Um, Resorts in Mexico are suspected of uh, selling tainted alcohol. There's been reports of robbery, sexual assault, extortion. Uh, a couple of years ago, a report from Mexico's Tax Administration Service, and I bet you there are some fine individuals that work for the Mexican Tax Administration Service, found that 43% of all the alcohol consumed in the nation's uh, is illegal, uh, produced uh, unregulated, and uh, uh, potentially uh, dangerous concoctions. And that's coming from Mexico themselves. It's like, hey, you know, yeah, they're, they're making it uh, bad. Eh, you know, oh well. They're just selling it at the resorts. That's all. And uh, that started because uh, people have been uh, complaining, and now there was a young man who uh, drowned uh, at one of the uh, one of the resorts. And uh, he was just, uh, he had only been there for a short period of time. And uh, so if you're headed to Mexico, uh, any of the big, uh, you know, the Arbiro Star Hotel and Resorts, the Mauricio Del Mar down in Cancun, take it easy. Be careful. Watch what you drink. Okay? Also, 47 people in 12 states have become infected with salmonella. Oh, no. And you ask yourself, how do you get this salmonella? 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 How do you get that disease? That sickness? Don't eat uh, Maradol papayas. I know I'm safe. Twelve people have been hospitalized. One death reported. Pretty dangerous. Uh, they, uh, they, they're still trying to figure out uh, where the contamination occurred in the supply chain. <laughs> I would say that maybe we look. I don't know. Did a bunch of people get sick from one area? It might be that area. Apparently that's the case. Uh, they're looking into an area where several people uh, bought papayas at the same store. Eh, thank you. Now, remember, an estimated 1.2 million cases of salmonella infection occur in the U.S. annually. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. 450 deaths, according to the CDC. Wow. Well, that's a lot of people dying from salmonella. Symptoms? Symptoms begin 12 to 72 hours after a person is infected and include diarrhea, fever, abdominal cramping. I mean, maybe I did have a papaya. This can last about four to seven days, and most individuals recover without treatment. However, you know the story. If you're young or old, final outcome could be death. 
Now, this story is headlined as a good news story. However, when you read a little bit deeper, it uh, it is not. Um, for the first time in the global AIDS epidemic, spanned 40 years and killed 35 million people, more than half of all those infected with HIV are on drugs to treat the virus. All right. The United Nations just uh, released a report. They're having a big little get-together in Paris this weekend as we speak for the, uh, the big AIDS meeting in Paris. They all get together and figure out how they can milk the rest of the nations for more money. Oh, wait. Is that what they're trying to do? Yes. Including Sophie Harmon, senior lecturer in the global health politics at Queen Mary University in London. Oh, when you think about the money that's been spent on AIDS, it could have been better. Really? She said more resources might have gone to strengthening health systems in poor countries. I thought that's where the money was going, Sophie. Perhaps you're just crying for a little bit more money, especially since the Trump administration has already proposed an over 30% cut in contributions to the U.N. (laughs) So keep crying for some more money. But the bad news out of this, that's kind of good news, right? People are getting better. They're getting healed. You've got HIV. You've got AIDS. You're on the medicine. You have it available to you. 19.5 million people with HIV were taking the drugs compared to 17 million uh, last year. Hmm. But 36.7 million people up more than a million uh, have HIV. So, are we doing any good at all? Any good at all? I don't think so. And another warning, if you're traveling to the UK, and this could hold true here in the United States of America as well, which is kind of something we've talked about on this network uh, several times. Uh, And I know you're going to say, you have? Yes, you have. If you listen to this network, you know that we have talked about how bad ice machines are around the country. Uh, it's a, ice machines are a, a dangerous, a dangerous area to attempt. I'm not talking about, I'm not necessarily talking about the ice machines where you slap, you know, you at the, at the fountain and you put your cup under and the ice drops down. Although that could be an issue as well. Um, the ice had several United Kingdom fast food restaurants, uh, tested positive, for fecal matter. Now, look, even though the levels of bacteria, what should they be? What do you think they should be? I mean, right. They should be zero. No question. But, look, after the results, uh, KFC uh, shut down the ice machines. They shut them down. KFC said, nope, uh, we're, we're shutting them down. Uh, we want to uh, want to make sure our employees are adhering to our strict procedures. Do you? The other uh, Burger King and McDonald's. Hey, yeah, look, uh, we're waiting for independent uh, testing. There's no need. Don't don't worry about cleaning those ice machines right now. We don't believe that that's got uh, fecal matter in it. And look, we want to make sure all our employees understand the correct procedures and standards of their training. And we want to cooperate with the industry, but you know, we want to make sure that they're correct. So just. Uh, I don't know what to tell you about the ice machines. So when, it, when you think about the ice machines, you think about the ones 
like we have in this building that I will never use again, that uh, and it, you, it opens up and there's the tub of ice, right? Now, that looks clean. Looks fine. I know people clean it once in a while. I know it gets emptied. I know they clean it. But And I know that you're supposed to use the scoop, but does everybody use the scoop to take the ice out? No. You think to yourself, I just reach in and grab a little quick handful. Oh, did you wash your hands good when you left the bathroom? That's how contamination happens. So just be careful. I don't know what to tell you. Most of the time, you know, what's a little fecal matter between friends? This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. That it is on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Facebook Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram at JeffyMRA. So there, as I mentioned uh, a few moments ago at the top of the show, um, they're remodeling the studios here, and they've been—it's a you know—it's been a continuous process for a while. But they just put in new carpeting and paint, and the fumes in this room are amazing right now. And the glass doors are completely closed. There's no airflow going on. So, I mean, I am just like being bombarded with carpet glue and paint. And I'm reminded of a time I was, I was working at a, a grocery store and it was being remodeled. And so they had everything, you know, all the shelves were empty and they had new tile brought in and they started running these. They brought in like seven or eight it might even have been more of these propane floor waxers and buffers. And they were, you know, going over the entire store with them. And I was in the back room working in the storeroom, you know, rearranging stuff. And we had to pull all the stuff off the shelves and we were busy going to restock everything and make everything, you know, shiny and new. And I'm back there. And as I'm, I'm grad, I'm, I'm working. I'm like, oh, I, feel, oh, I can't even, what's that going on? Oh, I was tired. I was tired. Started stacking stuff, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I got to get out of here. And I, and I walked outside. The, all the employees, except for the guys running the stupid waxing machines, are outside because of the propane in the building. Oh, we forgot you were in there. Did you? Did you? Okay, Fisher's uh, still in the stocker. Let's see if he can make it out. If he doesn't come out in an hour, we'll send somebody in to make sure he's still alive. Or not. But uh, that's where I'm at right now in the uh, Blaze Radio studio, so we might have to air this bad boy out. All right, so yesterday, as we're uh, getting off the air on the uh, Glenn Beck radio program, we get the news that uh, Donald Trump has uh, picked a uh, new press secretary. Uh communications director, whatever you want to call it. And he just did it. That's, you know, that's what we got. That's what we got President Trump in office for. He would just take the bull by the horns and do things. doesn't matter that Sean does more than go in front of the camera. What? That's all he does is just go in front of the camera. He, 
but he does a lot of other stuff behind the scenes, scheduling and everything. Well, he'll still do it. Uh, Sean said no. Uh, Spicer resigned. He said, uh, Sean said, uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, thank you. Have a good day. Take care. Now, now, our president has tweeted what a nice guy he was, and I'm sure he'll be fine. And there was some great footage of, uh, of Spicer's house yesterday with the live feed. People were all wound up at the live feed of Spicer's <laughs> the live feed of Spicer's house. Oh man, there was some, people were really, really upset over the live feed of Spicer's own little White House. He's a, a family man. He's got children. No Spicer fan, but really outside his home. <laughs> so it was really fun to be able to watch uh, a little bit of uh, Sean's. Uh, Live feed from his house, but the new uh, the new director uh, Scaramucci, uh, Anthony Scaramucci, uh, the uh, made for TV man, uh, and a uh, Donald Trump uh, person from the get go, and there's a montage of his first little press conference. And if you want to know why Donald Trump gave him the job. I predict that the president will get a win in health care. That's my honest prediction, just because I've seen him in operation over the last 20 plus years. Uh, the president has really good karma, okay? And the world turns back to him. Uh, he's genuinely a, a wonderful human being. And I think as the members of Congress get to know him better and get comfortable with him, uh, they're going to let him lead them to the right things for the American people. So I think we're going to get the health care done. I also think we're going to get tax reform done. The cameras are back. Will you commit now to holding regular on-camera briefings, sir? If she supplies hair and makeup, I will consider it. Okay, but I need I need a lot of hair and makeup, John. Okay, but I don't know. Maybe. Well, I, you know, I think not at all. This is the press secretary. I, I'm up here today only because I think it was the first day we made a mutual decision that would make sense for me to come up here and try to answer as many questions as possible. Um, but we, and the answer is we may. I have to talk to the president about it. I like consulting with the president before I make, make decisions like that. I don't see this guy as a guy that's ever under siege. This is a very, very competitive really? person. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of incoming that comes into the White House, but the president's a winner. Okay, and what we're going to do is we're going to do a lot of winning. President Trump I don't know about you. I'll talk to him. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you listen. I mean, the president's phenomenal with the press. Okay, and he's he's a he's a great communicator. He won this election. I used to know the math a lot better when I was in the campaign and during the transition. Yeah. But I think we spent like I don't know sixty percent of the money, and we had one third the personnel. We've won the presidency because of Donald J. Trump. He is a unbelievable politician. And so, he's, of course, he's going to, at some point, we'll make sure that that happens. But I, I don't know what point politician. that's going to be because I have to talk to him. But I thought he wasn't a politician. That's why we, so we voted for him. Now, uh, President Trump has uh, tweeted uh, yesterday, uh, Sean Spicer is a wonderful person who took tremendous abuse from the fake news media. And apparently you, too. Uh, but his future is bright. Uh, and uh, he also uh, tweeted uh, this morning, uh, in all fairness uh, to Anthony Scaramucci, he wanted to endorse me first before the Republican primary started. But hey, I didn't think I was running. So there's that going for you. Congratulations, Anthony. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
The Jeff Fisher Show is on. 888-900-3393. I, seriously, I believe I am uh, as high as I've been in quite some time. I don't know if it's cold medication. I don't know if it's the glue. I don't know if it's the paint. But if it's the glue in this room, if you need to find me for the next couple days, I'll be in here. Because, whew. I'm just kind of wandering around. Oh, there's a show? Yeah, just close that. Don't let the air out. Don't. I didn't. I came back in and I didn't air. Thank you. I don't want air flow through here. I want that glue to be stuck in here. Oof. So, what shall we talk about today? Shall we? I mean, we can talk about a thousand things. Every, you know, every Friday, I think to myself, oh, tomorrow's the show. What are we going to talk about? You know, there's so many things that everybody's already talked about. And I try to make the Saturday show. Not cover, you got to cover some of the stuff, but I don't have to cover the same stuff that everybody is, is always covered over and over again all week long. And I sit down, and then I've got, you know, eight hours of material of just stuff that's weird, that's good, there's good, bad, and the ugly forever. But then there's stuff that you have to talk about, right? I mean, for those of you that were two when the oj simpson trial was going on and there's there's many of you i know believe me i asked my kids hey you know who oj is who now i i didn't ask them because i didn't want them to answer that way so i have to tell them i'm going to give them the complete story and then i'm going to ask them who's oj so they'll, they'll actually know but the country was you know a completely different country at the time of the the original OJ trial where he was found innocent, found not guilty. Everyone seems to forget that. Yeah, I heard about the civil trial. Yeah, 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 so what? The little thing, a little civil trial. I mean, I want to believe that OJ didn't do it. I really do. Um. You know, growing up, O.J. was, he was the juice. O.J. Simpson, Orenthal James Simpson, he was the man. It was a different world. And that's why the press is so infatuated with it today. Right? He got in trouble. He went to, had to go back in prison. He rolled the dice. Uh, they, they apparently tried to make a deal with him this last time and said, look, uh, you know, plea bargain. You do a couple of years, maybe a year and a half, two years, maybe three tops, you get out. And O.J. was like, no. Uh, no. And so that's what you get. You roll the dice. And, you know, nine years later, um, there was all kinds of reports on how bad he was looking. I mean, he came out for the pro board. He looked good. You can still, I mean, you, obviously he's got, you know, he's beat up from the NFL, uh, beat up from, you know, 70 years of life and, uh, you know, slow walking on those knees like the rest of us. But he looks great. He looks great. And he got his, and they paroled him, as expected. There are a couple of things, though, that were surprising in the coverage of the O.J. Simpson parole case. Uh, he got, he had, you know, his daughter spoke and his, and his kids, and, you know, his kids are living in Florida now. 
His son, I believe, is selling uh, real estate in Tampa Bay area. His daughter, I think, is living down in uh, you know Miami, Fort Lauderdale neck of the woods, where OJ, I believe, was living at the time when he got in trouble in Vegas. But it was it was definitely a different. I mean, it was OJ Simpson. This guy it was part of the. That's why, and that's another reason why it was so big is that he was kind of part of the media. You know, he was doing football games. He was the face. He was this face of. Of OJ, he was the face of the NFL and, and this this guy that was up on a pedestal. Now behind the scenes, we find out that he wasn't that wasn't that good of a guy. Uh, There's uh, you know a little rage issues come along with being OJ. Yeah, I'm sure there's some people that think maybe the rage went too far, uh, like Nicole Brown Simpson or whatever. Those two people. Uh, but he uh, he said a couple of things in front of the parole board that I found strange. And I thought, maybe he just misspoke, you know. But let's give a listen to, to the one thing he talked about was uh, uh, conflict-free. I've always thought I was, I've been pretty good with people, and uh, I've basically have spent a conflict-free life. Right? Right? Um, Juice, I love you, but, dude, <laughs> dude, that, I'm not sure what the whole, maybe we need to rethink what conflict means, because, uh, uh, that he uh, he went on. I'm no danger to pull a gun on anybody. <laughs> you know, I never have in my life. I've never been accused of it in my life. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. Uh, well, that's not really true, is it, OJ? <laughs> now, the case that he's specifically talking about in Vegas, he did not. He got the weapons charged and everything, but I don't think it was. If I remember right, it wasn't him that had the weapon, right? He was the one that was in charge, telling them all, "All these people with me have weapons. Don't move." But I don't have a weapon. And when you break into, uh, let's say you break into a hotel room, and you're looking to take things, is that a conflict-free life? Because he said, I've basically have spent a conflict-free life. Right? Right. And then, uh, I mean, there was that whole murder trial we watched on TV endlessly in the 90s. I mean, we all, look, and I say we all. I know that, I know that many of you, if you were alive, were way too young. It was your parents or your older siblings that were infatuated with the OJ case. But those of us that were alive, like my grandfather who told me all about it, because I was I was way too young to remember. Uh, we all we were all doing the same thing. All the radio stations, all the radio stations were at the time there was a a thing about ice cream melting and how long it takes to I, I should have I, I wasn't going to talk about OJ because I know you look. You're inundated with OJ this past week. And ever since they were going to go up in front of the parole board, the world's been on fire because he was one, you know, he's one of the press and they all loved him. And the people who are older 
uh, were are still infatuated with them. Uh, the young, the younger people who were two and three at the time in the nineties, or maybe five, are like, so, so yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. So, so I mean, at the time he was great. Over two thousand yards rushing, fourteen games. O.J. Simpson and the Buffalo Bills broke him down. Man, they rode him like a workhorse, but he did it. And he, I mean, he rose above, rose above it all. But then when uh, his uh, Nicole uh, Brown Simpson, and, uh, you know, they were, they were, when they were tragically, uh, tragically killed. And he was uh, put on trial for tragically killing them. Wasn't there weapons used? Wasn't there weapons used? Because he said, he said that no one ever accused him of. I'm no danger to pull a gun on anybody. <laughs> you know, I never have in my life. I've never been accused of it in my life. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. See. I'm trying to remember, was there some sort of weapon used? Some sort of weapon used with that crew. Some kind of some kind of weapon. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, congratulations, OJ. Uh, you know, you're out on parole. You got the NFL pension. You're living large. There's conflicting results on how much money he's going to get. Uh, some reports are talking about twenty five thousand a month. I think it broke down. ESPN broke it down to about ten grand a month, ten or twelve thousand dollars a month from the NFL that nobody could touch because that's part of the uh, agreement with the union and the pension plan with the NFL. Uh, because all the money that he makes is supposed to go to the Goldmans, right? I mean, they get all that money, millions of dollars, and everything, and that was part of the deal with the robbery in Vegas. Is that he was taking their stuff because? Uh, he was making all his money on the side, and uh, he was trying to make some cash uh, on the side, and he was taking his his property back. So, uh, I mean, it was at the time when the O.J. Simpson case broke, it was the deal. I mean, the world stopped for that stupid white Bronco. And I don't know that there's, you know, 9-11, right? The world, I mean, the world stopped and, and it was horrific. Um, but it was kind of a different kind of stop. Uh, you know, we were under attack and it, was, it wasn't stopping for a, just a particular story. Uh, I mean, it just felt like, and I, I don't know that there is something that, would make us do that again. I mean, with all of us just stopping and and looking at watching, watching a stupid white Bronco drive down the highway in California, agonizing and dumb. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher. 
Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So I found a story that I now we now know is just fake news. When you read, see this story, it's it it's now become uh, a story that if you're a writer working for a small newspaper around the country and you've got a deadline and you don't have a story to do, you just do this story. It's just fake news all around. I mean, in fact, I believe uh, Linda Hopkins uh, said it best. I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. Right? So I see this story, the headline, uh, making the rounds last night. And I'm thinking, no way. Okay. Lexington, South Carolina, man horrified after booking a prostitute and his own wife arrived. Uh, This is in Lexington, South Carolina. Now, if you remember correctly, what started some of this, uh, me going back to finding Linda. I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. Was a story out of Katy, Texas. uh, Not too long ago who ordered a prostitute, discovers that she's his own wife. I'm telling you, it's all fake. There's no such thing going on. Maybe in the past, there was one guy who called up a hooker, I'm sorry, a prostitute, and uh, it was his wife who showed up. Maybe. I mean, even the old Miss coach calls, calls a, an escort service in Tampa. Something more to that story, too. That guy resigned quick. Hugh Freeze from Ole Miss. But that's a real story. These two stories, I'm telling you, whenever you see this headline, and it'll, it rolls around every three or four months because some guy's on a deadline. Might even be the same writer. He's just po- reposting the same stupid story. Faces a deadline. I've got to do a story for the site. I've got to do a story for the site. Oh, I know. Pick a city. Katy, Texas. Nobody really knows Katy, Texas, but it is a real city because it's just outside of Houston, and it's a lot of people that has a, uh, you know, they've got uh, they've got some little bit of wealth there. We'll do the story. Uh, Texas man uh, ordered a prostitute, discovers that it's his own wife. Yeah, we'll do that. Nobody wants to report it. A uh, few weeks later, oh, I got a deadline. I got a deadline. I got to get the story for the website. Oh, I know. A man horrified after booking a prostitute, and it's his own wife. Where can we do it? We did Katy, Texas last time. Oh, I know Lexington, South Carolina. Just go around the country. So it's not real. It's not real at all. So when you hear Linda Hopkins tell you. I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. She is so right. Because you just hear it on the news. You read it on the news. And you just know it's ridiculous, man. That's it. All right, so we've got uh, I've got Brian Lilly uh, coming up uh, next hour to talk a little bit about uh, some a couple of stories up in Canada uh, that uh, prove uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt that uh, the United States is not the only country in the world struggling with smart issues. Uh, some very dumb things going on in the country of Canada. As a matter of fact, we do we report dumb things going on all over the world, but we're going to specifically target. Our friends to the north, or at least, you know, some of our friends to the north, Canada. What was that, Linda? I heard it on the news. 
And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's this it. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. So smelling carpet glue and paint all morning, does that lead to, like, am I going to go home and start huffing cans of cans of Lysol? That's what you huff, right, Lysol? Just shut up. Don't look at me like that. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm not kidding about the glue and the carpet, though. Oof, man. I, uh, it's definitely in this room. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can use it if you want to participate. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. And Instagram at JeffyMRA. The United States of America, many times, proves to be and proves to have some of the dumbest things going on in it. The dumbest people, the dumbest stories. However, we do travel around the country from time to time. We talk to uh, people in the state of Florida who prove to be uh, dumb. Uh, we talk to uh, ChuckInFlorida.com who gives us some uh, stupid Florida stories that uh, prove out to be one of the dumbest states uh, in America. Texas is, is coming, uh, coming up second on that, along with California. Those three are the, the front runners in the country. Uh, but we are now finding that uh, some of uh, some of the stupidity in the world is um, also in the country of Canada. And uh, to report on uh, the Canadian stupidity is Brian Lilly, our uh, reporter from Canada, a host of uh, Beyond the News on uh, 580 CFRA, uh, 7 to 10 p.m., and uh, co-founder of The Rebel Media, uh, Brian Lilly. How are you, sir? Doing well, hearing hearing your mellifluous tones, Jeffy. Oh, it's so nice. Now, before we get started on today's couple stupid stories, um, you had originally told me that you're going to be at some robot store, some robot party this weekend. Well, yeah, but but I can't read. Um, it's it's Canada's 150th birthday, the um, easy to say sesquicentennial. I love that. Yeah, and I live in the party. nation's capital, so there's all kinds of great things on. And you said, oh, can you join me at 10? I said, well, I think I'm going to see these robots. They've brought in these things. It's called La Machine. And I believe it's from somewhere in Asia, and it travels around the world. One's a giant dragon. One's a giant uh, spider. And they just march through the city. It's like nice. having a transformer come alive in front of you. Uh, but as, as I said, I can't read. It's next Since weekend. Next week. so the celebration. I, uh, the I cele- get to sit in the backyard in relative quiet, but next weekend I will be... Uh, 
getting scared by monster robots. We may have to have a live report from La Machine <laughs> uh, marching through the streets for the... Uh, if you want to see them, the videos are fantastic. Just Google La Machine, L-A Machine, and... I know, but why would I want to do that like, when I could get a live report town. from you? <laughs> when I get a live report from you, I'd rather do that. But, uh, understood, understood. All right. uh, we can make it a war of the world as if... Uh, Ottawa is being taken over by uh, by uh, robot monsters, and by that I don't mean Justin Trudeau. The problem with that is, is though, that most people would go, hey, "It's Ottawa. Who cares?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, did Probably. you hear? Did you hear Ottawa's taken over by robots? Really? That's great. Can you give me? Can you upsize my burger, please? Yeah, it, it would be the same thing in Canada. I, I don't take it, any offense in that. The rest of the country would go, "Oh, really? Oh, okay." That's a that's a shame. Yeah, too bad. Upsized my burger. <laughs> All right, so a couple of things happened, uh, been going on in uh, your great country that uh, has kind of blown me away uh, this past week. And uh, one of them was uh, your Toronto man uh, who uh, decided that he was going to uh, help the city uh, build his uh, build the stairway that he heard was uh, going to cost $65,000, and he built it for $550. And yet the yeah. city is still saying what? Well, the city has said... Um, you can't do that, and they actually tore them down this week. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, they they tore down the stairs. Let, let me give the listeners the full full background. So, this is uh, in a nice suburban, older, established, leafy part of Toronto, and uh, local park, Tom Riley Park. Uh, you know, this little community garden area. People go and they they'll they'll grow their tomatoes or they'll they'll garden together. It's a lot of seniors going in there, and the path down it started to wear. And, and it was becoming very slippery, and there's rocks sticking out. And they said, hey, can you guys fix this? this they, people are falling. They're hurting themselves. And the, they, they asked for oh. stairs. And the city said, well, that will cost, get this, between 65000 or up to 150000 wow. for nine steps. <laughs> so one of the local residents is a 73-year-old uh, Adi Astle, retired mechanic, uh, he, uh, he looked at it and said, 65 to 150,000, I'll build them. Because the city said, we don't have the money for that. It's not in our budget at this point. It's, it's a low priority. Right. So he goes in, goes to Home Depot, gets the wood, gets the materials, puts them up for 550 bucks. And if you, look, if you ask me, they look like damn good stairs. Uh, they look solid. But the city came in and they said, well, we can't just have citizens doing things in public parks. No, I mean, heaven forbid that. the people that own and pay, own the place and pay the taxes do anything that wasn't first approved by the bureaucrats and then carried out by the unionized workers. Heaven forbid. I will, I will say, though, uh, you know, in, in the city's defense, I don't, I don't think that they should have torn them down. I think they should have given him another 50 bucks so he could put uh, handrails on the other side of the stairway. <laughs> well, so they said the handrail was not secure enough. And I thought, what? okay, strengthen it. Instead, it. what they did was they tore them down. Yesterday morning, 6 wow. o'clock in the morning, they had a full crew, half a dozen guys out there to take downstairs that one old man built in his spare time. That's embarrassing. That's it embarrassing. really is. And uh, it, the, the, the mayor is, uh, on the one hand, saying, and I understand there's liability issues and everything, but the mayor saying we can't have this happening but thanks for bringing this to our attention. And by the way, sixty-five to one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'm asking them to go back and uh, 
and look over these things. But, you know, I'm not shocked. Around the corner from where I'm sitting now, my pharmacist, I was talking to him yesterday, he's finally got approval for putting up a, a building that he wants to, to attach to the little house that he runs his independent pharmacy out of. He, uh, he's been trying for eight years to, to put up a building that he can rent out the offices to doctors. $450,000 in studies, permits, and everything else before he could get a shovel in the ground. Instead of just being able to do it. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's... So, this, is, this is what happens when we let bureaucrats do what yes, our ancestors would have just said, all right, let's do it. Yes, it is. And that's what happens when, that's why kids are, uh, you know, being shut down for selling stupid lemonade around the world. Because of stupid well, regulations. That's agony. We had that here on one of our official National Capital Commission roadways. It was, it, we're a bit like Washington, D.C. We're a city, but there's also areas where the federal government controls part of the local infrastructure. And the kid was trying to sell lemonade. They were embarrassed last year, so they came up with a, I think, a four-page contract. So the kids can sell lemonade now, but they have to <laughs> agree to this four-page They still have to contract. agree to the contract. Yeah, it's unbelievable. All right, so another story that has uh, now captured my attention is uh, you chatting with your pharmacist. Uh, what? Uh, so what are you chatting other than, uh, you know, the building permits? I mean, uh, what are you picking up down at the local pharmacy, Ryan? Uh, are you okay? Your health okay? Or are you just chatting with the guy? Meds for the kids. Oh, right. I go to the doctor right. when, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get once every four years meds for the kids too. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. All right, so the other story that uh, has actually uh, really kind of uh, been like, come on, uh, this is where we're at. Is uh, your story that wants to have the uh, non-gender baby and uh, does not want to have it listed as a male or a female wants to have it be gender neutral uh how is that going and what's happening with that story well it's as far as i can tell it's still sort of in limbo um the uh not to use a catholic term and oppress them or anything but i think it's still in limbo where the government won't give a a genderless birth certificate yet but that challenge is still going on but the province um and all these things, you know, birth registrations, uh, health cards, all of these things are all provincial jurisdiction. So Justin Trudeau hasn't spoken up, but I'm sure he'd back at 100%. Ooh, of the province of British Columbia issued a, a health card with you instead of male or female, and everyone's presuming this is for unknown. This after the child's mother, Corey Doty, asked to be... Uh, you know, it's a non-binary gender activist. Right. I now, Corey... You know, they like to be identified. Right. And, sh- and uh, I mean, Corey wants to wait and let the uh, let the, ch- the child, the person, the human uh, decide, uh, you know, whether it likes pink, likes trucks, uh, wants to play certain games, doesn't want to give... Uh, doesn't want to give anyone anything to do with the child except that let the child uh, identify what it wants to identify as as when it gets older, right? And, and look, uh, Jeff, even if you accept all of the stuff that's going on with transgender, I, I do not know why this is the, the most important issue facing North American civilization, but it well, has become the cause du jour. 
and everyone wants to talk about transgendered rights, transgender rights, blah, blah. Okay, fine. Caitlyn Jenner, get it. But to say that the child that's just born is neither male nor female uh, ignores a little something called science. It ignores mm-hmm. something called biology. And uh, the child is a girl. That You know, she was born with girl parts. Right. The doctor picks it up, looks, okay, vagina, that's a girl. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a pretty simple process. But the, uh, the parents are activists. And the unfortunate part is they're pushing their activism and their issue down onto the kid. You know, let well, the kid just to. be a kid. Right. But, you know, uh, the, they, it has to start somewhere. And it has to be, they have to be able to uh, say that uh, they're, uh, you know, the, I'm non-binary and we don't want the children to be binary. We don't want to have children judged by what you say, whether it's uh whether just because you've born with a part or not a part doesn't mean that you're that part or not that part. It's agonizing. Well, I mean, all right, but uh, the chromosomes are different. The um, the plumbing is different. See, um, this is ignoring basic biology and science in the name of politics. But if you point this out, they say, "Well, why are you imposing things on me?" I'm not. I'm not. It's basic biology and science. And, but I, I, I think that we'll end up, if it's not British Columbia, uh, then it'll be California, right? It's going to be right. one of those places on the, the left coast that will agree to this, and then it'll just spread to the rest of the continent. Yes. Um, and that's what they're waiting was, for. And that's I, what they're I, waiting I was for. looking at, uh, at stories uh, waiting to go on with you, and uh, I was trying to find uh, a story on this one. And, and all these stories kept popping up of different jurisdictions. Uh-huh. It, just in the last two years, allowing people to change the gender on their birth certificates, on their passports. Uh, this is a an ongoing phenomenon. That's fine. That's with adults. Right. And that's adults. This is saying to a newborn child, you are neither male, male nor female. That's denying them an awful lot, but it starts with denying reality. It sure does. All right, so Brian Lilly uh, joining us from uh, the great uh, the great country of uh, what's the name of that country again? Uh, Canada. Oh yeah, 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 Canada. Um, we talked to you uh, last week a little bit uh, with your help with the uh, the Spear Kids and uh, raising money for the children uh, that uh, uh, do not have a father because of a terrorist, and yet the terrorist gets uh, millions of dollars and the kids are left with nothing. Um, if you can go to uh, spearkids.com and uh, help them out with that. How is that going, and is there any news on whether the terrorist uh, is uh, still in hiding? Does he get the money? Does he not get the money? Do people know who he is? What's the deal with that? Uh, well, the, Omar Khadr is the, the name of the terrorist. He still has his money, and our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, is still defending giving him $10.5 million Canadian, or about $8 million American. Um, the latest thing that he's doing is chastising Canadians like myself and some conservative politicians for speaking to places like Fox News. I was on with Martha McCallum uh, earlier this week. Um, a conservative MP was on with Tucker Carlson, Lane Morris, who uh, has been um, you know, trying to get at some of the money. He was the, uh, the other uh, sergeant, the other uh, Special Forces sergeant that was injured right. while Christopher Spear was killed. Lane Morris lost... Uh, sight in his right eye. Uh, he was on with Tucker Carlson on Fox talking about this and denouncing 
the payment, Trudeau got him. But Trudeau's still backing it and, and saying, oh, it's the right thing to do. We had to do it. Uh, most Canadians still don't agree, and, uh, and they're outraged. So, uh, and thanks again for bringing up the, uh, the fundraising. We're at $221,000 with 16 days left in the campaign. We said let's try and raise a million. I'm not sure that we're going to hit the million mark with. Uh, but whatever with it is, time will, left, Jeffy. Yeah, whatever it is, it will it will definitely help the children. And it's, yeah, and, but and I think we'll needed. be, you know, in the neighborhood of three hundred thousand by the time the uh, the campaign wraps. And to be up. fair, I believe that uh, uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, or our president, or whatever you want to call him, I think he was most pissed that you were on this broadcast. Uh, <laughs> and it's just me. I mean, I could be, you know, I could be wrong, but that's just me, Brian Lilly. Well, I'll, Go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you, the help that we've received from you and everybody else at the Blaze has been one of the biggest boosts to the campaign. And uh, it's, uh, as I said, $221,000 right now. Most of the money still coming from Canadians, though, who are saying, I'm so annoyed that my prime minister gave a terrorist money, I'm going to help an American family. And, uh, and I think that's uh, uh, just a testament to how angry people are, but also close connections between the countries, my friend. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Thank you. Brian Lilly uh, from, uh, you know, Canada. And uh, he's a good friend, and uh, it was good to talk to him, and I appreciate uh, I appreciate his uh, insight on some of these stories. Once again, uh, proving that uh, we're rubbing off on Canada, or they're rubbing off on us. I'm not sure which is. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Is the Jeff Fisher Show? Are we back on? 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Okay, so coming up uh, in a couple minutes, we're going to be talking to Chuck in Florida.com. He's going to give us a quick rundown on some uh, some very weird stories in Florida. I have a story from Florida myself today that is absolutely infuriating, and I may even get to that before Chuck because I, I was reading it uh, early this morning and I got so pissed that all I could listen to was four non-blondes uh, all morning long after that. I was so mad, all I wanted to do was listen to four non-blondes and say what's going on. I cannot get that song out of my head no matter what I do this morning. I've And I've listened to it a few times. We did get big news yesterday, though. Big, big news on the uh, possibility that uh, there will be a Creed too from Sylvester Stallone. I am fired up. An Instagram post from Sylvester Stallone confirmed, well, it seems to confirm. I mean, his Instagram post is his notebook, handwriting. The post says, just done. If you're curious, around 439 handwritten pages translate it's into about a 120-page typed screenplay. Hashtag writer's cramp. 
Hashtag Rocky Balboa. Hashtag Drago. Hashtag Adonis Creed. Hashtag MGM. Yes, Creed 2 with with Drago. Come on now. You gotta love that. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Because who does that? Rocky Rocky with Drago is the best movie ever. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. All right. The Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at uh, JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and uh, Instagram at JeffyMRA. Thanks again for all the people that uh, were uh, asking about uh, how uh, how my wife was doing uh, during the plague-ridden uh, week at the Fisher household. Not a lot of people uh, saying, hey, Jeff, how are you? <laughs> uh, how's your wife? How's your wife? Okay, I, you know, what about me? How about me? I, I was sick too. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, so each week, we already talked to Canada. We found out how some stupid stories going on in Canada. We uh, we like to check in with uh, our man Chuck in Florida.com. And uh, find out exactly some of the uh, tremendous uh, stupidity happening in the great state of Florida. ChuckInFlorida.com. Greetings, Jeffy from Florida, where I will not be purchasing property in OJ's neighborhood. Why not? I just think it's going to go down in value. You know, it, it could be because of, you know, certain residents. I'm just has saying. He, has he decided that he's where he's living down there yet? I think uh, that's kind of a foregone conclusion, according to the media here, that, uh, you know, because family is here and his kids. Because uh, that's uh, where he was living before, right? That, that's right. I think it was in South Florida, though, and now yes, most yes. of his family is up here in the uh, Clearwater, St. Pete area. Well, is the daughter there, too? I believe she's a real estate agent over there, if I'm correct. Well, I, well, I, know, the ki- I know the boy is, but uh, yeah. I, thought, uh, she, I didn't know that she was working in, uh, in Tampa Bay as well. Um, something memory cell says that, yeah, it, it, she moved okay, back. It doesn't matter. Whatever. But it's, so the juice in Tampa Bay, oh man. Could be right here next door neighbor. Yeah. Gotta love that. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that. It's OJ Simpson, man. Right? I would buy property. I would. You know how much money you could sell to the paparazzi? Come on, The man. paparazzi, uh, you could just rent that, you know, like parking lot space near the stadium. Well, I wish I would have thought of that. I was Right. That that's not a bad scam, actually. If you're going to have a house near the the OJ residence, you could uh, rent out your front lawn for you know twenty bucks a pop. Uh, park here and maybe get a good uh, shot at OJ, so to speak. Wish I would have thought of that. It's probably a pretty yeah. good idea. Yeah. So moving on to uh, weird Florida stories of the week or fun Florida stories, if you want to. I don't know. Some of these are pretty outrageous. Uh, one of my favorites is the million dollar hoe. 
who was arrested in Fort Pierce for, get this, prostitution. Uh, for a million bucks? I mean, she's got to be worth it for a million I bucks. I thought right? that too. It's like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested now if, it, if it's a million dollars. Yeah, you would look at the picture and it just doesn't, doesn't say a million dollars to me. So she just calls herself the million dollar hoe. Apparently, Deborah Thomas, uh, 49, approached a Fort Pierce police officer sitting in his unmarked car and offered him a date. Nice. Yeah, she got in the car and said, You know who I am? I'm the million dollar hoe. Million dollar hoe, yeah. You know who I am? And she pulls her dress up over her head. (laughs) I mean, that's got to be worth something, right? But here's the deal she offered him a list of services for 40 bucks a pop. Well, you don't look. You don't make a, a million bucks overnight. It's a penny but if you're doing it one at a time for forty bucks, I had to do the math myself, and I came up with you know, what it's it's a pretty simple equation. You've got a million dollars, right? Forty bucks a time, two twenty five thousand dollars. I don't know. So you do the equation for us. Twenty five thousand customers. Okay, see that's not bad. <laughs> I mean, in a lifetime. Well, she was 49. I mean, you know, she could have had a good 10, 20 years in there. Yeah, but she's done the downward slide to catch up. Yeah. (laughs) You get tired. Yeah, no, this is true. Yeah. But I love the idea that she just considers herself the million-dollar hoe. And we move on. Moving on. Chick-fil-A protesters. Now, this was a couple of weeks back, and uh, I was a little distraught because I'm a big Chick-fil-A fan and supporter. And, you know, even my daughter loves them and now is working for Chick-fil-A. Uh, she had a quote in her yearbook that if it's not Chick-fil-A, it's not chicken. That's her actual yearbook quote. So now, she, I mean, here's these guys. They go into Chick-fil-A on. No, stop for a second, Chuck. It's kind of sad, actually. But I just will. will I, I don't want to dwell too much on the Chick-fil-A quote in the yearbook. But it was cute. I thought it was, you know. It was something from ROTC. They all love that there. So moving on, the, uh, the, the story was actually about the, the protesters who showed up, and, and it was National Appreciation Day. Yeah, this, uh, this was in Pinellas Park, Florida, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and, and they're saying that you know if you wear a little bit of cow on your costume for the day, they, they'll right. give you a chicken yes, sandwich. I'm well aware of that tradition uh, at Chick-fil-A. Uh, <laughs> I thought you might have thought that. Yeah. It doesn't take much to get uh, the free meal at Chick-fil-A. Nope. Uh, nope. In fact, uh, I went there a year ago and uh, just said, uh, hey, look at me. And they said, okay, here you go. <laughs> so Chick-fil-A is a good, fine institution. Fine, fine people there, and and so they they raised a ruckus and made a scene, and that were asked to leave, and finally the police were called, and so that wasn't good enough. They had to go down to the park, where at Crescent Lake people were fishing in St. Petersburg, and were harassing the locals there that were actually just enjoying a nice father son activity, you know, out there fishing on the uh, off the pier, and said, hey, those fish have feelings, and you should let them go, and. Guy says, we're going to take your fish and throw it back in the water. And he says, oh, no, you're not. Ah. <laughs> That's my fish. Go get your own fish. He says, no, you're hurting that fish. If, you know, and then he says, if this was a cat or a dog, uh, you know, we'd be considered heroes. I'm thinking, probably not. If you threw a cat in the water, that wouldn't be good at all. But anyway, the uh, police were called, and I guess the uh, officers didn't see anything illegal or any kind of disturbance of the peace, so they just left. Yeah, well, I mean, really, they weren't doing anything except threatening, right? They were just saying, well, they hey. The fish. They threw the man's fish in the water. Oh, I'm they sorry. did. They did. And to me, if you catch a fish, that's your property, right? 
you own the fish. You, you, you legally caught the fish. So they must have thrown it back in the water. That's got to be like theft or damage. Destruction. I, don't, I don't know. It's kind of like uh, you grab somebody else's shopping cart, right? It's not your food yet. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> That's my food. No, it's not. You just, you just took it from a shelf and put it in a shopping cart. No, no, no. He, he he owns it now. It's not like he didn't have to pay for it. I mean, he has a fishing license, legally bought it, and you know, and and is now fishing on the pier. At State I of I understand that, and but I'm just saying that he has not cooked the fish or taken it into his home, right? <laughs> well, if you want to get technical, no, yeah, no, I, I looked it on I'm the all, side of the I'm shore. all for beating the crap out of the kids. I'm all Absolutely. for just, I'm, for, I'm all for beating the crap out of them <laughs> and throwing them in and making them bring bring the fish back to my bucket. I'm all for that. But I'm, I'm just I'm trying to be, you. you know, I'm just trying to be technical about it because really, when you uh, people get so pissed, when you uh, take their shopping cart, oh, dude, you want to have some fun. That happens to me all the time when I go to the home improvement stores. You want to have some fun? Just do that. Aisle, people get know? so mad, and uh, you know, it's not your stuff, right? I shop for that. It's in my cart. It's my my stuff, you know. And now you've moved it, or worse than that, the store starts putting it back. I was only gone two minutes looking at the screwdrivers or whatever over here, you know. <laughs> Makes me so mad. All right, so th- moving on. Th- there's, I could go on to the one about the guy who crashed his car uh, while driving on Clearwater Beach. Yeah, what was that story? He was just it, dri- just drove on the beach. Well, no, he was recklessly driving. He was totally blitzed out of his mind. He actually had a bottle of whiskey in the car with him in nice. his Jeep. Those are, those, that's, that's the old days of Florida. On it? the beach by the police. Yeah, that's, it's, that's good times. It's hot pursuit time, and this guy is Facebook live streaming it. Nice. So I have a link to the video, and <laughs> it will be posted with this. It is a funny, funny video. The guy is so completely blotto, you can't understand half of what he's saying is bleeped out. But uh, he does tend to take aim at all the lawn chairs and the you know various uh, coolers on the beach as he's strolling that'll teach, through. Yeah, that'll teach you to think that it's private beach. <laughs> well, you know, Daytona, they allow you to drive on the beach still in certain pl- places, but in Clearwater, the sand is way too loose, not a good idea, and by the way, highly illegal. So, yeah, chase ensued, and it uh, hilarity at the end was, was pretty good. It was a good story to watch. Uh, I I'm think- sorry. I'm, I'm just I'm caught up in your, uh, your all for, uh, oh, the sand is too loose, and it's a, it's a violation of regulations to drive on the beach in Clearwater. Well, well thank you, Mr. <laughs> City Manager. They have the sea turtles there, too. That's one of the, you know, the... Oh, my... <laughs> yes, I'm well aware of their stupid sea turtles. <laughs> Where you have to turn off every light in the entire state so the, they don't get confused, right? because right? the turtles are so dumb. <laughs> they, they breed 8 billion turtles. All right, I'm... Peter's going to be after me for this, but they breed right. eight billion, billion turtles on this beach. Of them they let them go eight billion, and they all die anyway. You shut off all the lights on the streets, right? Right. So that they just they see the moon reflecting off the water, and they trample to the ocean because that's what we're supposed to do: is be careful for the turtles. Be and mindful of your eight life. Billion of them die and immediately. Seabirds, you know, it has nothing to do with the lights. <laughs> I digress. Go ahead. One more, one more story of of animal significance here, and you know, pit bulls are are always in the news, and and somehow they've gotten a bad rap over the right. years. They're such good dogs. Gosh darn Most it! Them are fabulous animals. They I, are. They're they're so nice and friendly, dogs. and yeah. Stop. I mean, you could argue all you want that it's the uh, the breeding and so forth. Uh, However, okay, okay, I will. 
There, <laughs> you do that. <laughs> There's actually a wonderful picture, and the dog seems to be smiling after he attacked a man who attempted to rape him. I can't understand what this guy was thinking. Um, so wait. wait. Yeah. The dog right? is on video. No, no video. Just a couple oh, still. just the story. Yeah. And he attacked a guy. The guy after the attack, too. It was not pretty. He attacked the guy, and he att- they're claiming that the dog attacked the guy because the guy was attempting or did rape. It allegedly attempting to engage in sexual intercourse with a four-year-old male pit bull when the dog defended itself by tearing off the man's genitals with its oh. teeth. Well, you get what you deserve. Whoa. <laughs> you get what you deserve. He had it coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. And there's so many other jokes to go with that, too. But I'm, Right. I'm yeah. Let that go. The Talk Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. I can't stop. Sorry, I cannot stop. The show goes on until 12 noon Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Then Lawrence Jones. Then Mike Slater. Then Joe Paggs. It's your Saturday lineup. And then uh, the Glenn Beck weekend, uh, the best of uh, Glenn Beck, uh, wraps up uh, the Saturday night broadcasts uh, here on the Blaze Radio Network. And then we head on into Sundays with Jackie Daly, David Barton, Bill Handel, Yaron Brooks, Hollywood 360, gun shows. I mean, there's no need for you to go anywhere than the Blaze Radio Network. And Monday through Friday, you've got Doc Thompson, Glenn Beck, Michael Pelka, Who's that other guy? Oh, yeah, Chris Salcedo. Uh, then there's that other show. Oh, yeah, Pat and Stu. And then uh, Buck Sexton. I mean, there's no place else to uh, you need to go than the Blaze Radio Network. Now, we were talking to Chuck in Florida.com about stupid stories that uh, happen in the great state of Florida. This story is not stupid. This story is absolutely agonizing. A group of teenagers laughed and watched as a man struggled in the water of a pond. The man drowned. His body was not found for days. The five teenagers did nothing to help him. They didn't call 911. Nothing. They did uh, shout out to him a couple times. You can hear the teenagers talking uh, in the background of the video. Uh, The man, uh, 31, Drowned July 9th. His body was found five days later. He was floating near the edge of the pond. As detectives investigated the death, uh, they realized that there was a video from the teenagers of the man drowning. Um, The state attorney for uh, Brevard and Seminole counties, you know what, there's not enough evidence for a criminal prosecution. 
look, we're saddened, we're shocked uh, we're, that he died and the failure of the teenagers to help him in any way. But, uh, you know, with the low quality of the minute cell phone video, two and a half minute video, uh, shows him flailing in the water. The teenagers are laughing. One teenager hollers out an expletive, calls him a junkie. Someone tells him not to expect any assistance. Ain't nobody going to help you. You shouldn't have got in there. About a minute into the video, it appears that uh, he drowns. And you hear one of the voices on the video say, he just died. And the others begin to laugh. Now, surveillance footage shows that Mr. Dunn just went into the pond. Uh, No one was forcing him into the pond. Uh, He just went in on his own. Uh, I guess he walked with a cane. Uh, So he was either impaired from some kind of drug or really wanted to end up really killing himself. And the fact that these teenagers did nothing to help him but film it and laugh is a shame. More than a shame. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Absolutely. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. I can, I, seriously, I am so, we've talked about it before, how you get songs stuck in your head. And, and I've posted on my Facebook page before about the, you know, song of the day. And you hear something and it sets you off and it, you know, the song is there forever. You know, and I say forever. It's there for, you know, a day or two or what, for a while. It just seems like you cannot ever get rid of the song. And uh, the song that has been in my head since uh, last night is uh, for non-blondes, What's Going On. And I heard it. Uh, My wife was listening to something, and it was... In the movie, it was in something, and then I heard it. What's going on? And the next thing I know, I I play the video, and now I cannot stop. I cannot stop singing. Hey, what's going on? And I, I'm sorry, it's just in my head forever. I can't. St- I'm thinking about other things. I want to talk about the teenagers who dr- recorded the drowning man. I want to talk about it, how frustrating it is that nothing can be done. 
you know, I, I talked a little bit about it uh, heading into the top of uh, last hour, but in the state of Florida, no law in place that requires a person to render aid or call to render aid to a victim in distress. I bet that changes very soon. Um, local police uh, were still trying to uh, find a way to uh, get these teens who uh, filmed the man drowning in the pond. Uh, they believe that there's a Florida law requiring a person who is aware of a death to report it. Okay, so, I mean, all they have to just, I mean, they say on tape that uh, I think he just died or whatever, so at least one of them knew. So you get him on something like that. But, I mean, let's forget all that for just a second. And let's go back to filming a man struggling to stay alive in a water pond. Is there another kind of pond? No. Struggling to stay alive and then watching him drown and laughing and shouting out to him. I couldn't imagine not wanting to try to help. I wasn't, he wasn't coerced. They didn't try to talk him into going into the pond. They didn't, uh, you know, he just went in himself. So he was either impaired under some sort of, uh, you know, drug, uh, or he was actually trying to kill himself. Although he probably wouldn't be flailing and struggling if he was trying to kill himself. But for these young human beings, if I call them that, to film it, laugh, and watch him drown and do nothing and then just walk away and post it on Facebook. Absolutely unbelievable. And if you want to know why uh, that something like this could happen, you say to yourself, well, you know, the world's been going to hell, Jeff, and, and you know that. You know, that's why the world has gone to hell. You've been reporting on it. Well, yes, we have. And these three headlines maybe give you an idea of how something like this could happen. Uh, Planned Parenthood suggests pooping on a partner for teen sexual exploration. Gender reveal parties need to stop. Teen Vogue criticized for controversial anal sex guide aimed at adolescents. Well, of course it's aimed at adolescents. It's Teen Vogue. We did the story from Canada. The parent wants to deny science and say that the child is non-gendered. That's how you get to teenagers filming guys drowning and laughing about it. You know how else you get to filming about laughing about it? And and I, and I and I'm just as guilty. I I am just as guilty as anyone else, but there are some shows in the long run that have made parents look the other way, forget little things. And I am, I am like the farthest person in the world to start judging on anything. So, I mean, I, I, I really believe that you should be able to watch whatever you want. I'm not the word police. Just, it's up to you to make the right call. You know, what's right or wrong. You know, What's right? Deep down inside you, you know. Those teenagers, 
they knew they should have helped deep down. They might not want to, and they, they, and they didn't, obviously, but they know. They know they should have. They know. But I started watching, I finally started watching um, Transparent on Amazon. It's like third season. Now, I didn't get a chance to watch it on my new Samsung 405-inch TV that I really want bad, uh, since I don't have it yet. But Samsung, you know, if you're looking for people to, you know, test it. Um, my name is Jeff Fisher. Uh, I'm here in, in Dallas, Texas, and uh, I'd love to be able to uh, test your 405-inch TV. Uh, anything you want me to watch on it would be fine. Thank you. Uh, it would be really nice. Uh, 4K. Think of that. How sweet that would be in your house. Oh, man. I mean, I, I'd be able to put it outside the house. Would fit in the house, but still have the 405 inch. So I'm watching Transparent, and as I'm watching it, as I'm watching it, I realize that uh, I could find a way to why this show is getting all the awards. And as we're under remodeling here in the Blaze Radio Network, I realized why we're remodeling because microphone stands break. <laughs> Did you know that? Did you know microphone stands can break? Because that's this one just did. In the middle of me talking about transparent. They're pissed. Hold on a second. got to screw this back in. See if it screws back in. I thought maybe I could do it without talking about it, but I can't. All right, that should be all right. That should be all right. All right. Okay. I just got to be careful. I got to be careful grabbing it. And the microphone, too. I know. Um, so I'm watching Transparent. And I, and I, I think, well, that's the third season, right? It's been so great. I love, uh, you know, Jeffrey Tamor. I love all these the, the actors that are in it. And he's won all these awards. And everybody loves it. And I thought, okay, I'll finally sit down. And we'll find out exactly what it's about. Well, you want to know why they're winning awards? I'll tell you. This is the end of episode one. Episode one. One of Transparent on Amazon. The end. All right. He is struggling to tell his children that he was wants to be a woman, wants to live like a woman, dress like a woman, be a woman. Struggled with that all his life. All right. His oldest daughter, married with children, is getting ready to have an affair, a sexual romp with another with another female who is an old friend of hers from way back that's just gotten together and she's invited her over to her father's home and they're getting ready to have a little sexual party together. The son, middle child, I believe, but the son, he's got two daughters and a son, uh, is sleeping with one pretty good looking blonde the blonde has another that has a sister there that he claims he's not sleeping with because she's under 18 or under 17 but before he went home to her and we found out that she's pregnant with his kid in episode two but i'm still on episode one uh before he went home to her he stopped off and had a sexual romp affair with a male who was a transsexual 
wearing a dress. The youngest daughter is just now getting ready to have an affair with a trainer because she wants to have, she thought she he was good looking in the park and she wants uh, him to train her, which he's going to, which he is training her. And you ask yourself, huh, I wonder why Hollywood is giving this show all the awards. I wonder why Hollywood is giving this show all the awards. Huh. Wonder why. Oh, oh, I, I know. <laughs> it's all it's all of that. It's the it's the whole thing. Now, let me tell you what happened in episode two. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Instagram, at JeffyMRA. Right now in Norfolk, Virginia, the Naval Station, our president, Donald J. Trump, is speaking. He's speaking on American pride and prestige as they launch a new Gerald R. Ford. Only cost us $12.9 billion. Listen, it's a, that's only what? hundred and some thousand a foot? <laughs> the aircraft carriers launches. Who cares? $12.9 bill. It's made in America. And... It looks like Don got a haircut. I mean, it looks like the president got a haircut, or he's just toned it back here from up on the deck of the Gerald R. Ford. But to congratulations, the United States Navy. Let's get that thing launched. Let's go. And I didn't really, I mean, you launch a, a giant ship like this, and you've got to go through 18 billion people speaking. Everybody's got to glad hand themselves for spending $12.9 billion of my money. Okay, well, it's, I mean, a penny of it was my money. Just put the thing in the water and let's go. But congratulations to the Navy for the $12.9 billion aircraft carrier, Gerald R. Ford. So this is coming to a state near you very, very soon. Washington State drivers now using any electronic device behind the wheel of an automobile could result in charges Akin to a DUI. It's called an E-DUI. Now, it takes effect this weekend. And, man, do I want this to take effect everywhere. Now, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of places that, you know, it's illegal to text and drive. I got it. Everyone knows that you're not supposed to text and drive. 
It's distracting. Everyone has been close to, everyone has said, well, I just got to get this one more word out. I look up and have to hit the brakes. Everyone has done that. You're not, you can pretend like it hasn't been you, but it has been you. Somebody has called and you're, you've got the phone down here on your left and you're driving and you're one last, one last little, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I got you. Yes, I will be that quick. We know, and there's been plenty of people injured because of distracted driving, people texting and driving. So you know it's, you know, you're not supposed to do it. It's wrong. However, now in Washington State, you can't even do it when you're parked at a red light. That's a problem. I have a big problem with that. Everyone knows you're not supposed to text and drive. And you're not supposed to speed either. So when you get caught speeding, you pay the ticket. You get caught texting and driving, you pay the ticket. Let's move on. All right. At a red light? I'm stopped at a red light. That's the time that you text people. You're at a red light. That's the time. Calls came in while I was driving. Texts came in while I was driving. I'm not going to respond because I'm driving. It's dangerous. I want to keep both hands at 10 and 2 and drive the speed limit to get to my destination without running into other vehicles or people. Oh, there's a red light. Stop. Text. I can see that Mary needs milk. (laughs) I can see that I'm supposed to call this person. Come on. Even at a light? And what about, I mean, am am I able to use... Am I able to use it for a GPS? Am I able to have my phone up uh, up in the window, uh, you know, for directions? Does, does that count? Am I looking at it? Where do I have to have it? I mean, I realize that to put the cell phones down, preserve life. Yeah, I know. But we use it for more than just texting and just calling in today's world. So I'm a little... I'm a little concerned that we're going a little bit too far. Maybe we ought to just bring it back just a little. Just a little. Now, this is another example of a law that if I am Uber, just like the new uh, the new levels on what's considered being impaired to drive is happening around the country and they're dropping those levels or making them higher, whatever way you want to look at it. So you drink less and you're considered impaired. If I'm a company like Uber, I am behind these laws 180,000%. Is there a 180,000%? Yes. I am behind these laws so much because if you want to get to the point where people don't drive themselves, but have other people driving them around. Uh, And uh, another example of driverless cars coming, right? But especially now, since we don't have the technology to make the whole driverless thing work really like we want it to, but we do have the technology to just have other people drive us around. Uh, Just Uber it so that you don't have to worry about driving so that I can text and I can work and I can be shuttle to wherever I have to go. If I'm Uber, I'm behind these laws 
all over the country. Make them as hard as you want. No texting and driving. Make people want to not drive so that they can call me for a ride. And that's my new ad campaign for Uber. But I really do think that that's a problem if I can't text and drive at a red light. All right, well, I'm not texting and driving at a red light because I'm stopped. That's the point. That's when you have the opportunity. I can't spend 20 minutes in a car without looking at my phone and texting. I'm looking forward to the red lights, okay? That's what I'm using it for. Don't make me not be able to do that then. No, no, officer. I wasn't texting and driving. I was, um, you know, just had the phone in my hand. I know that some places in this neck of the woods were putting buses on the highway with the dark windows so you'd be driving down the highway and the buses would have police officers in them looking down in the cars because people try to, you know, stash the phone down as they're texting and driving. Come on. It's not fair. That's cheating. That's cheating, guys. Give me a chance. That's cheating. It's not fair. I'm supposed to try to hide it and block what see the law, right? No? That's not supposed to happen? This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Show. All right, welcome to it. Did you did I mention that it is the surface of the sun in Texas? I mean, and what's good news about Texas? And I'm you know, look, I know it's hot around the country. I got it. It's a summertime, Jeff. That's what happens. And what this is your first summer in Texas? Don't you know it gets hot like this? I got it. Thank yeah, thank you. Thank you. I know. The first time I ever came to Texas, it was the drought season or the hottest record on the surface of the sun heat thing that was happening. Sorry, I got to rearrange my words. Can't speak right now. I'm high on carpet glue. That's it's really a fact. I am. This is starting to really affect me. Just, I can blame it. blame it on the carpet glue. Okay. So they list release a, a list of the sweatiest cities in the U.S. Now, I lived. I've lived in Florida. I've lived in Texas. I've lived in Pennsylvania. I've lived in Michigan. I've lived in Jersey. Where else have I? Lived? I don't know where I lived around the country. But the number one sweatiest city. Is New York City? I've been in the city in the summer. There's a song starts like that too. Uh, then Washington D.C., then Chicago, then Miami, then Boston. These are the sweatiest cities in America. Philadelphia, 
So, I mean, Philly's not bad. Atlanta, Tampa. Tampa is a lot worse than Philadelphia. Houston, Houston and Tampa are probably neck and neck. They're both really, uh, it's, it's the humidity. See, there's less humidity here in North Texas. And North Texas is just surface of the sun. And New Orleans is number 10. Those are the top 10 sweatiest, sweatiest cities in America. And then you get the idea of, well, what do people do without the AC? I can't imagine what they would do without the AC. How did they live? Well, we don't have to worry about that because we do have air conditioning. That's what makes us great. We've created, we've moved on. It's the future. But in the past, if you remember, especially like in Tampa Bay, for example, uh, when they didn't have air conditioning, uh, there wasn't 8 billion people living in Tampa Bay. And so there wasn't all the concrete and all the buildings, and you still got a lot of the, there wasn't the condos blocking the wind coming off the Gulf of Mexico. So you didn't get some sort of airflow thing happening, right? But not only, I want, I, I look back and I say, oh, you know, they lived without air conditioning and that's how they did it fine. But, you know, I, I realize I, I'm dead if we don't have the creature comforts that we have now. So my daughter says, my daughter wants to start making, uh, start planting things. God help us. I was raised on a farm. I was raised in gardens. I was raised watching people garden. And there are a lot of work. Farming is hard work. And it sucks. And that's why we moved on from it. That's why we developed foods that can be provided without having to be out in the stupid field for 20 hours a day just to get an ear of corn. So, and I, I look, I watched my, I don't know how, I watched my dad come home from work and he'd be out in the back and he'd be in his garden all night, you know, hoeing, hoeing the weeds out and spraying and trimming and cutting. Was the ear of corn that much better? Some would say yes. I would I would say no. So my daughter gets this idea that she wants to make cantaloupes. She wants to grow cantaloupes. Great. Let's grow some cantaloupes. Throw them in a box. And they actually start growing. I mean, we're, get, we're getting cantaloupes. Okay, but this is where the work comes in. If you neglect things, you know, like you're supposed to figure out how to grow. When you grow cantaloupes, you're supposed to have a trellis and they're supposed to hang up on things. They're not supposed to just grow on the ground because if they grow on the ground, when they start getting ripe, when you start going, that's going to be a good look. That's a good looking cantaloupe right there. Look at the size of that thing. That's when the bugs from the ground have decided, yes, yes, this is getting ripe. Yes, this is getting perfect. I think we'll burrow in and eat it. And humans don't get a chance. So I'm dead. I mean, in the days of of, of of Walking Dead, if that happens, gone. Have a nice day. I mean, I'll survive for a little bit. I mean, maybe my wife will kill a few people around me. You know, to make she'll save me for a little while. And then she'll go, holy crap, am I tired of taking care of you? Boom. I mean, that's not going to be long. I know that. 
Okay, it might not even. She might not even. I mean, that that's even a, a concern for me that she would even just for a little bit think. Okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna. You know, we'll save each other for a little bit because I think maybe even in the beginning she might go. Okay, well, I'm not dragging your fat ass around. I'll tell you that, and just end it right then. But I was able to watch the new. I mean, we missed The Walking Dead, and and uh, we'll have a new Talking Walking Dead podcast uh, c- coming Monday with uh, Jason Buttrell and Brad Staggs and Sean Foster uh, because uh, Comic-Con uh, released the new Season 8 trailer uh, yesterday, and it is awesome. Uh, it's five minutes long, really good. You can... Watch it on my Facebook page, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, so we'll be talking a little bit about that in the future. We'll also be talking a little bit of fear. Uh, as uh, Fear released their uh, new trailer for the next half of their season. and oh, oh. So we may talk a little bit about that. However, uh, the trailer for Walking Dead and season eight was awesome. And uh, I took a quick, just a quick little 20, 30 second excerpt from it just to give you a little little feeling of what the new season of Walking Dead is going to be like. When I first met him, Jesus said my world was going to get a whole lot bigger. We found that world. We found each other. That bigger world is ours by right. Think about it. That's what I say to that. Think about it. Rick's taking the bull by the horns. And uh, the war is coming. The war is coming. And it's going to be a really good season. So I am looking forward to season eight. Of the Walking Dead. Looking forward to it. Man, I gotta get some fresh air. This, this room is starting to This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Sad news coming from the Philippines. The world's oldest hippo has died. I know. I know what you're saying. Oh my gosh. What? Not the world's oldest hippo. Yeah. Yeah, the world's oldest hippo has died, and it's sad news coming from the Philippines. Also, more sad news in the animal world. Um, one of the children of, uh, remember the, if I could get my computer to open, I could tell you the name of the stupid story. What was the name of the lion? 
Uh, Cecil the Lion. Yes, thank you. Cecil the Lion, thank you. Uh, His kid has now been killed in Africa. Sad news. Sad news. Pete, I hope you're upset about that. Uh, We're trying to, uh, I'm told that we're going to be in uh, communication uh, maybe next week with uh, our monkey photographer, selfie monkey photographer, who is now broken. We'll find out what he's doing now, if he's actually moved on or if he just lied to us. And he's taking pictures and he's he's sneaking monkey selfies around behind our backs. Because it's very possible that's what he's doing. That he's just sneaking around behind our back taking monkey selfies. Did you know that if you're locked in a room, closed in a room with carpet glue that's fresh, Man, it is. I don't know if it's the plague. I don't know if it's if I still have the cold medicine kicking in or what, but whew. I, I don't know that I want to leave the room now. And I can't stop playing four non-blondes over and over again during the break. So I'm blaming it on the carpet glue. I'm blaming it on the carpet glue. Other than that, you know, I don't care. I don't care. I had some great robot stories that would work if uh, my laptop would open them up. But apparently, uh, when I talked to the IT department earlier this week, they said, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I said, what happens is, is I open up, uh, you know, too many tabs, and then it slows down, and then it just stops. And so I have to try to remember, uh, you know, when I reach a certain point uh, at, at so many tabs, and I don't know how many that is, uh, that I've got to close them all, and I've got to do it ahead of time before I start opening other tabs. Oh, I know what that is. That's a RAM problem. You need some more RAM. Uh, okay. Uh, how about we give it some more RAM? Well, uh, we got to do this first. We'll put you on the list. And we'll get some of that. Uh, we'll get some of that going for you. So, uh, you know what you need. Uh, let's continue to do what you're doing, and uh, you know, we, we don't worry about it. Maybe you know, just don't open so many tabs. That's all. Don't open so many tabs. Uh, you know, is that so difficult to figure out? Well. No, that's what I'm doing, and it's still not working properly. Well, yeah, because I told you, you need some more RAM. I mean, it's pretty simple. You need some more RAM on this thing. Or, uh, you know, what you probably could do is, uh, you know, get a new computer. There's a thought. So I've been inundated with robot stories. Some are very, very fascinating. Uh, Plenty of uh, new sexual robot stories that I find very fascinating. Really? Yes. Um, one of the companies that's I was reading a story last week that was sent to me. We're gonna. I'm gonna. You know what? I am gonna spend an. Uh, we're gonna spend an hour on some robots and what's happening because they are breaking through with some tremendous. Not only with <laughs> with the stupid sexual robots. I got it. But they are breaking through with robotics that are gonna be. If you think you're gonna be working as a human being. In a couple of years, eh, eh, think again. You're going to be praying for a income because they're they're going to be. Uh, can you can you do this? Well, sure, I can do that. Can you do it this fast and this productive? Well, no, I'm a human. Okay, never mind. Thank you. Can you fix that robot over there? Well, no, I can't right now. Okay, get out. If you want your kids to be working in a few years, teach them how to fix robots. Teach them how to fix robots. Teach them how to 
get under there with a screwdriver. When's the last time you saw a robot work done with a screwdriver? You could make your own jokes with that, too. But there are plenty of robot stories going on. There's all kinds of... Uh, they're happy to have these robot guards at the New World... At uh, the World Cup coming up next year. Uh, we saw pictures of, uh, uh, of, of the robot patrols that they're so happy about. Uh, this one uh, actually killed itself. Uh, it drove itself right into the pond and killed itself. It didn't take teenagers filming that bad boy. Saying, it look like you're going to make it, bro. Uh I mean, they're so they're we're so if you if we have robots killing themselves, it's close. It's close. So be prepared. Teach your kids how to fix robots. That's my message to you today. Teach your children how to fix robots. Okay. You want them to work. You want them to take care of you in your old age. Teach them to fix robots. You're welcome. Lawrence Jones, standing by, coming up here on the Blaze Radio Network, and then Mike Slater and then Joe Paggs rounding out your Saturday lineup here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I like to remember, and this is something that I'm going to leave you with. Uh, you know, I always joke around with you a little bit at the end of the show uh, about, uh, you know, what you can do to make your life better by maybe dressing better. Staying in the house dressed like you're dressed right now, it's probably best. It's up to you, but it's probably best just to stay inside the way you're dressed. But just remember that for the most part, money can't buy common sense, character, manners, integrity, respect, morals, patience, trust, class, and love. And whoever made that list does not have money, I'll tell you that, because there's a few things out there I know could buy. Oh, know it yet. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.